the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon, along with Pastor Ed Brody today and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is the first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women gain control of their lives hey guys it's good to have you here tonight um well it's a good uh we got a great one tonight folks where it's going to be about the teachings about forgiveness and faith and you know there's times in my life that um forgiveness at comes a little hard so um depends on what happened in your life but you know guys um i'm going to go ahead and start off um and read about a little bit about faith and what i have here i know blaine that you're going to be talking um is it out of judges yeah. Uh, there's many scriptures for me today, but um, they're all going to be going over a lot to do with forgiveness. Yes. Yeah. And, and Ed, you're going to be... Yeah, mine, Ed, mine's going to be more focused on faith. Okay, great. <laughs> you know, um, I know that it is tough to forgive at times, especially if um, people have done us really a, a big harm. But, um, you know, God has talked to me a couple times and saying, um, you know, vengeance is mine and not of yours. And I think that's a tough lesson for us all to learn. Um, it takes a little time with God. But, you know, if you always go into God with prayer and ask God to give you good advice and to lead you, something about that takes away the anger at times and, you know, and, and gives them builds your faith up so i'm going to go ahead and start off um, folks with faith and i got a couple great little scriptures here um it says in um romans uh 20 uh, 328 it says so we are made right with god through faith and not by obeying the law you know we have if you ask some people about hey how are you going to get to heaven and they'll tell you oh i've been doing so good i give i give my tidings or i go to church or numerous other things they'll say and so but god it's by god's grace and by god's gift that he's given to us is through christ as we all know and then i have another one in hebrews and and it says faith is the confidence that we have hoped for and will actually happen it it, it gives us the assurance about things we cannot see and that was in hebrews 11 1 and I have a little writing there that I had down, and it says, If you believe that God is he who says he is, and that he, um, it says, excuse me, if you believe that God is who he says he is, and that he will keep his promises, you have all the faith you need. So, you know, that's one thing that we got to do. And, you know, faith comes in in many trials. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's where we have to stand firm and fast. So I believe that, you know, um, I can give you a few here. It says, believing God takes faith. That's in Genesis 15, 6. 
Only a small amount of faith is needed. That's in Luke 17, 6, which I'll be finishing up here in a little bit with. And it says, faith puts us in a right relationship with God. So these are just a few. And that was in, um, folks, if you want to read about that, that would be in Romans 5, 1. 1. And, you know, and again, that forgiveness. And here is forgiveness. Now, this is a tough one that I have to deal with even to this day. (laughs) And, you know, and so... And it says in um, in Isaiah forty three, twenty five, it says, "Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all." And excuse me, that was in Psalm sixty five three, and in forty five twenty five, and Isaiah says, "Yes, I yes, I alone will blot out all your sins from uh, for my own sake, and you will never think of them again." So you know, guys, um, you know, uh, forgiveness and faith they do play hand in hand. So, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, that I'm still going through. But I got something here that says, nothing weighs on a person more than guilt, but you can be forgiven. And that's God's promise. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that we got to always remember. And then in Psalms 86, 5, God forgives us because he loves us. And in Isaiah 1, 18, God washes us clean as fresh as snow. And, you know, I, these are all things that you can keep deep inside you and pull up when um, devil's trying to put stuff on you. You get back in the word, folks, and you give the word back to the devil. And you're not really debating them, but you're basically letting God, you know, God's word stands tall and strong. So, um, you know, I just want to go to um, Luke um, Luke 17, um, verse 6. And this is going to be an interesting, um, um, excuse me, 4. I'm going to uh, start off at 4. And... Um, you know what? I would I would like to do three if I could. If another believer sins, rebuke rebuke that person. Then, if there is no repentance, forgive. And then it goes to four in seventeen Luke seventeen four. It says, even if that person wrongs you seven times a day, and each time turns again and says for um, and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. You know, guys. I tell you what, that'd be a hard one. You know, I don't know if you guys can um, have that much forgiveness in your, you know, and but um, we we had a guy who said um, the other night, I thought so, I was talking with Ed, and I said, you know what, that's only if he comes up and asks for forgiveness, should I have forgive him? <laughs> and you know, you, you know, you look for loopholes and all the time, but you know by faith is what we know is true in the law, you know, so um, that's where I kind of stand with um, right now with my scripture, you know, and I just want to give it over to you, Blaine, because I know you have a little bit more time that you're going to need. But um, would you tell us a little bit about the teaching about faith and yeah, forgiveness? Well, well, you know, and when you just said that, Brother John, I'm thinking to myself, I said, you know what? We cannot do it alone. You know, I mean, here we are on the radio station. We're uh, talking about what ha- what's going on with the homeless ministry. We get to read through some of these scriptures, a lot of scriptures. We can't do it alone. We need fellowship. We need to be in God's word. That's where he strengthens our faith, as we know, is through his word. Um, but where we find forgiveness because he instructs us to. But, yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, you know, we, we serve. I'm smiling over here, family and friends. We serve a very loving, forgiving God. And Amen. I want to do um, a couple reminders. There's, there's so many, there are a lot of things I want to go over today. But first thing I want to start with uh, before I get to forgiveness and uh, the patriarchs of the, the Word of God is when we were out in the um, park last week, you guys, there was so much prayer going on. There were people that needed prayer, that were wanting prayer. They expect it. And so the praise report is praise God that the team that he's put together in our ministry 
completely melted my heart. I mean, there were times where I think, John, you were talking with somebody. You're like, Blaine, come on over here. We need some more prayer. And, and we all get to share. Everybody's praying, men and women. And we're praying for folks. And, and I just noticed that last weekend there was a lot of prayer going on. The, the, I felt the Spirit of God was working and moving. People were counting on us uh, to just guide them into the and just speak words and speak truth into them by the spirit so um just a beautiful time folks um out at the park this weekend it always is praise god and he always seems to put a uh like an umbrella around us you know it it might be rain in the forecast but it just doesn't get to us so great things going on there but yeah when it comes to forgiveness folks i I, i'm not going to be able to read through all the scriptures but i do want to give us some reminders of some of those that uh, we read about in the Bible. And, and I'm going to start right there with Abraham. You know, Abraham, as we know, uh, I, I don't want to call Abraham a liar because he's father Abraham, but he, he did. He lied. He didn't speak truth. But God forgave him and promised that the seed through him would be as as many as the sand on the seashore. So we got to think about Abraham. We could look at Moses. You remember he, he had uh, murdered that Egyptian um, we know King David had uh, some adultery going on. God, but but the, the thing about some of these folks, you guys, is they sinned. God forgave them, but they repented. Okay? So for all of you, all of us, we're not here preaching to you. For, for the pastors and myself that are in this room right now, um, we will sin, but we are called to be forgiven because our God forgave us and he forgave them. We, want, we don't want to forget about doubting Thomas. I mean, he doubted. And most of all, we don't want to forget about our Lord Jesus Christ on that cross. He said, forgive them for they know not what they do. So I'm going to read you guys a couple scriptures, of course, because it's a living word. But um, God has forgiven so many, all of them before us. He's very capable of forgiving us. So here's one example. Of, it's going to be in Luke 747. Um, Jesus was talking to a sinful woman. He was invited into a Pharisee's home for a dinner. I'm not going to read the whole story, but it says, Jesus speaking, he says, Therefore I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loves much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. And then in verse 38, he said, Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. So I think, you guys, as we're going over forgiveness of sins, I think each one of us, we do have to kind of look at ourselves. And we do, I mean, if, if we don't realize we are a sinner, then we have no need for a Savior. That's and, right. You know, I, I, I was so blessed to teach junior high and high schoolers and, and many age groups. And it's, you know, I keep thinking that they would joke because they would probably go home and tell their mom and dad, Blaine, Mr. Blaine called me a sinner today. But, <laughs> but it's like, you know, they need to understand that they're a sinner and what the wages of that sin is, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So, you know, as we look at forgiveness, um, Jesus forgave first. Um, our God did with the patriarchs um, that are in the Bible, but he gives us a lot of instructions. Um, there's so many scriptures, and we can go over this forever. Yeah, you know, and that's one thing I want to say. There's so many examples that you want to see. You can read all through the this, uh, the books, uh, the first four books, you know, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And mm-hmm. you can read through them, and you can tell so many times of how Jesus forgave and how many times that they were forgiven for the disciples. So it's, it's such a big play. So I'm sorry, Blaine, go ahead. No, you're good. This is awesome, you guys. This is what we like is we've got this. Uh, we can just bounce things off of each other. So I do want to read you guys another scripture um, written in Colossians, and it's in 3.12. It says, Therefore, as the elect, the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, 
kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a, a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. So, um, I, you guys, this doesn't look like it's an option. You no, know, it's not. It, it, it's a tough hit. It's a tough yeah. hit to each one of our hearts and our minds. We've all been done wrong. Yeah. But we are being commanded. We are, we are called to forgive. And, you know, Brother John, we talk a lot about I've known you your whole life. And you've known me, mm-hmm. and I, not, I haven't known Ed that long, but I know that we've been forgiven much. Right. And we need to forgive much. And, you know, and, that is so true because what happened to, um, this week was that um, some bad things happened, and I found out that um, some things were taken and stuff like that. And, you know, um, even when you've been walking with the Lord for a long time, that carnal of the flesh will try to get you to do things and say things that you don't want to do. And, it, and you know, and you've got to go back in with prayer. I know that mm-hmm. I had to go in with prayer and ask God, you know, hey, Lord, this is what's happened. I know that you know about all things. But you know what? God already knew about that before mm-hmm. I did. And he already had me set up with scriptures before I even found out about it. And so when I found out about it, I realized, oh, my, look at the scriptures I had. So he was preparing me ahead of time and you know and i had to focus on that so folks i mean even in my life it's still i still have hard times so i don't know who that was meant for but um i know that i'm going through some stuff right now that i gotta rely on god and his promises and you know what that own you know and that's giving forgiveness but also what it does is produces faith because now i'm trusting into the lord to share, you know, to let him take care of things where I used to take care of things. So there you go. I, <clears throat> I think, you know, I think we, what you were going to add something to that too, Pastor Ed? No, go ahead. Well, I was going to send it your way. I mean, I've been really tackling, uh, praise God, just wanted to really remind uh, the audience, which if you've ever taught a Bible study or if you've been out there teaching or preaching, basically just what you said, Brother John. Um, it's, it's going to happen in your life. We, you know, we make jokes about, hey, if you want to go out there and you want to pray for patience, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> God will allow You us. learned that one time, right? <laughs> yeah. So when we're talking about forgiveness, we look at the patriarchs. We look at our own lives. We look at our Lord and Savior. We look at Paul. I've got another scripture later if we have time. But um, I think we really call it, we, we covered some ground. And I, I think God's word gives us great instructions. And you know what? It always starts with me. Each one of us. Absolutely. Family and friends, let's point our finger at ourselves and uh, just say, you know what, I've been for- forgiven much. I, and we can't do it alone. We need God's strength to forgive, but he calls us to. Absolutely. And, uh, I was going to send it over to uh, Ed? Pastor Ed. Okay. Yeah, I was just, just going to follow up on your about don't ask for patience. Well, I do, and the way my prayer goes is, God, I want patience, and I want it now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm gonna, I want to get over you. You talked about Abraham, and <clears throat> I'm going to be talking about Abraham as well. Oh. Uh, I'm going to be in the book of Acts, chapter 26. Now, it's about uh, Paul's uh, fall when his confrontation with Jesus. And if you go back to 9 where it took place, it's just a very short explanation there. But here he's talking to King Agrippa, and he goes into more detail about what is said. And I think that what is said here is really important. I'm going to be starting at 26, verse 14b, middle of the, middle of the verse. It says, Saul, Saul, why, do you persecute, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord, I ask? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. 
Now get on your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me, and tell them what I will show you in the future. I will rescue... Uh-oh. Sorry, flip the page there. And I will rescue you from both your people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles. Now, here's the one that's important, verse 18. This is this is uh, uh, Paul's call. This is what God has called him to do, and I think we're called to the same thing. But it says, uh, let me finish the last verse or last sentence in verse 17. It says, "Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles." to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light mm. and from the power of Satan to God. Now, here's the important part of this sentence. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins, be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. Mm. So there's four parts in that I kind of wanted to take a look at. Uh, the first is uh, forgiveness. And we know from Romans 10, 9 and 10, that all you have to do is call on the Lord and you're forgiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, verse 13 in that same Romans says, uh, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So when they turn from the darkness to the light, when they turn from the power of Satan to God, then they are forgiven. And it's it's that confession that it causes uh, God to forgive their sins. Second part of this verse, it says... Uh, uh, you'll be placed among the uh, peoples. <laughs> Let me back up on that. Um, you'll be given a place among God's people. Well, if you go to Romans chapter 11, uh, it says, But some of the branches were broken off, and you being a wild olive, uh, this, this idea of a wild olive or the Gentiles, were grafted in among them and became partakers of them in the rich root of the uh, olive tree. So I always tell people there are three classes of people when it comes to Jesus. you got the unbelieving Gentile, mm-hmm. you got the unbelieving Jew, and then you have the believing Jew because we're no longer Gentiles. We've been grafted in. I like that. And, and the idea of that is you go back into the Old Testament, some of the promises— well, now they become our promises. Yes. And that's why I think the Old Testament is so important, because we are in the same position as believing Jews. Uh-huh. And that history now has become our history. So so it's important to know that you are a Jew by, by, uh, a bir- no, by adoption. I started to say by birth, but no, by, by adoption. And we know in what John 1.12 tells us that we have become children of God. Uh-huh. The second part of this is, it says, um, who are set apart. Now, part of this, uh, uh, in uh, Romans chapter 2, it says, no true Jew, uh, no, this is the answer to the question just above on 28, it says, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God, and true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law, Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit, and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. So we talk about this idea of being set apart. Now, in the, uh, in the Old Testament days, it was the circumcision that set the Jews apart from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was so important. 
uh, that they that they receive this circumcision. And and there's a whole set of rules for doing that, but I'm not going to go into. But uh, they were they were considered at eight days. They were uh, circumcised to show their commitment mm-hmm. to God is what it was supposed to be about. But it was to separate them from the world. So then, when you read this, it says, uh, "Who are set apart? We are set apart by the by the by our heart as we receive Christ." And then the last one, he says, uh, "I'm sorry, it, yeah, it says uh, set apart by faith in me." And it goes again back to Abraham, and it says uh, in, again in Romans chapter four, it says circumcision was a sign that Abraham already had faith. And that God had already accepted him and declared him to be righteous, even before he was circumcised. So Abraham is the spiritual father of those who have faith but have not been circumcised. They are counted as righteous because of their faith. So uh, Abraham was considered to have faith and he was considered to be a follower of Christ Mm -hmm. because of his faith. Before he was circumcised, after he was circumcised, in verse 12, it says, And Abraham is also the spiritual father of those who have been circumcised. But only, have they have, but only if they have the same kind of faith Abraham had before he was circumcised. Mm-hmm. So the idea here is that we are set apart. In the Old Testament, they were set apart by circumcision. Today it's called circumcision of the heart. Mm-hmm. It's when you give your heart to God, and He trims away all the sin that was in there, and and leaves you as a person set apart. And if you stop to think about it, you look at who's under attack today. It's not the Muslims so much. It's not even the, the Hindus. It's not even it's Christians. Yeah, that's the major attack is against Christians right now, and the reason is because we're set apart. Because we have a different God, we have different beliefs, we have uh, so many things the rest of the world doesn't have that we're set apart. So it's by our faith in God that we are set apart. Uh-huh. It should be by our actions and the way we live our lives that show we're set apart from God, uh, from the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And sadly say, there's a lot out there that you begin to wonder, are you set apart or not? <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. But, you know, those who really have given their life to Christ, they have life changed and they do represent Christ, and you can see it in their lives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, I, that's good to think about. You know, another thing they say, you know, is um, when when you have all this um, troubles upon you and things are happening in your life, you're supposed to give praises to God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and when you take yourself off and your focus off of yourself and what has happened to you and you start praising God, something about praising God takes that anger, hurt, um, whatever emotion you'll be going through, and usually you're going through all kinds of folks of emotions, as you know, um, but giving that praise to God, it, it really settles you down, and it and God has a chance to start working in you and focus and, and talking to you. And so I, that's one of the uh, blessed things that um, that we have to do, and it's hard to praise God. When you have trials and and stuff, so, right. but but it all boils back down by your faith 
you know, and that's what it all starts. And it's a reminder, folks, what we're trying to say here. Um, it, it's an everyday thing that we go through life that we have to practice these because a practice, practice, what they say makes perfect. But what makes you perfect is by letting God take care of control of your situations and take and say, hey, God, I can't do it, but all things can be done through you. Mm-hmm. So and by that faith that what we have, that God can work through us to show us a new uh, step in life. And I always say trials are meant for what? A stepping stone to um, get you closer and closer to the Lord. You know, guys, we're running out of time. We only got a couple more minutes here. I'm going to give each one of you a shout out if you guys want to say um, um, any scripture before we go. Um, Blaine? I know I have one. If Ed okay. wants to think what go he wants to close with, um, one that I want to end with you guys is in, in the book of Ephesians, and it's chapter 4, verse 32, and it says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, listen to this, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. Mm-hmm. So again, as we mentioned earlier, guys, this is, this is not a choice, and it's, it's, it's a battle. It's a yes. battle against my will. And God's will and, and the person that's done us wrong or if we've done them wrong. So, Absolutely. you know, we've got to take God's word as it is. It's, it's God, the creator. He knows what's best for us. And so I just want to get that scripture in there before we yeah. end it. Amen. Yeah, my, my thing is don't hide your Christianity because that is set, what sets you apart from the world. And yes. I worked, contracted to the phone company for a little while, and I found I always let them know I'm a pastor in case they want to come up and want prayer or anything. But I was surprised how many people were there that nobody knew they were Christians. Uh-huh. Now, I didn't let them crawl back in the closet. I sure made sure everybody knew they were Christians. But if you're a Christian, you need to be out letting people know you've got the key to peace. Yes. Yeah. I like that. That's a way to end that show here. You know, um, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, I thank them so much for all their help. They really help us so that we can help others. And that's what it's about, folks. We're all a team. We're all the body of Christ. And everybody has a place to help out. I'm going to thank um, Goodwill over there with Anna and Kim. Thank you guys so much for all your help with the clothing. And Skyline, I want to thank Jeremy and Tim. Hey, thank you guys for helping us. And uh, and Pastor Steve over at Delcon Westland Church. Hey, thanks you. And, you know, always Javier. Hey, Javier, I appreciate you and your family. I can't say enough about you guys. Thank you for your help. Folks, if you would like to help us, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. You can get a hold of us at cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. Or you can give us a call at 619-715-6915. You know, folks, I am so glad to be here with you tonight. And thank you for letting us share with you. And may God bless you. And good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.